and welcome everyone. It's All You Can Eat Gamecast, episode 528. I'm one of those Jim Gast, joined by Mike Sneedy. What's up? Corey Feinstein. Yo! And Tony Korkanakis. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome listeners and viewers to the best, our best of 2020. It's happening. This is the episode, video game wise, uh, man, we've been doing this for like a decade. So, uh, it's been a long, we've had a lot of best ofs and, uh, you know, this has been, this has been an interesting year. I think the, a lot of good games that came out this year, um, a lot of games that I cannot believe I played. <laughs> um, so it's like, it's, it's surprising for me. Uh, and getting into this list, I just want to jump right in guys. We're ready to go. Yeah, we got let's like, do it. we got disappointing for those wondering, disappointing, surprising than our top three. Okay. Now again, we don't play every game, so this is not like no. the best games. These are our favorites, and we're you know are disappointing and surprising. So my disappointing game of 2020, and this is probably going to piss some people off because I think it made some game of the years list. Not for our, not this podcast. Oh, okay. Doom, Eter- Doom Eternal. Oh well, disappointing. Eh? It's yeah, no I Doom. Played, hmm? No, I just I didn't think it was great at all. I played it. I stopped playing it about probably midway through, um, and. Now it's like on the list for all the you years. You like the first one a lot, right? I mean, in this new Doom, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Tony raved about the first one a lot. I played it because I I really enjoyed that game. I felt like this game was just kind of like boring. I don't know. I just I, I don't I just wasn't as into it. it just was looked fine, I guess. I felt like the controls weren't as great. They the platforming. Nothing wrong with the platforming. I would say they did an okay job with that. They integrated it in there, but I just don't see what the draw was for this game. I felt like it wasn't as good yeah. i had no desire to play just because like i liked i really did like i remember raving about doom back in 2016 yeah. like I, that was awesome that came out of nowhere i think i only got it because like trading bonus i was like oh well you know i'll just play through it before i trade it and i was like damn this is really really good uh because yeah. it made you this unstoppable demonic you know demonic you know thing yeah. and i'm like eternal i was like eh, i'm good at that like no it was yeah, like it the same more idea, like a puzzle like, like you had to approach every yeah sequence like this is what I need, and this is how I'm going to get through it. That's what it was. It was more about once again, you have to like, okay, you have like this, you have groups of people like uh, which each gun would be better at, uh, you know, killing some certain demons. And I'm like, I, I don't know, like this is a shooter action game. I don't want to have to like sit down and think about, wait, what gun am I doing for this one here? Or oh, these guys are more weak to this one. Or you have to sit up top, plan your attack, and be like, okay, I have to do these guys first because they're going to fuck me up if I don't. But then like, but I mean, well, Tony, you said you're like an ultimate badass in the first game. It just felt like that's the point of this game is to be that ultimate guy, yeah. um, the Doom guy. But this wasn't that great. It didn't hit for me. Uh, Corey, what was your disappointing? My disappointing was Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you played it? Uh, not I for very long. <laughs> I heard that was really bad. Uh, and I was it's looking forward to it. It's not that it's really but... bad. It just wasn't what I wanted from that game. And There's so, nothing in it, right? It's yeah. just, yeah, it just was, it was, it lacked a lot. So, yeah, yeah bad, bad game. All right. Uh, Mike. Um, well, there's two things. There's one I didn't play at all, and one that I, eh, forget it. I'll just go with the game I played. And the, the most disappointing game of 2020, even though it also might be the favorite game that's, I've played that's come out of 2020 is Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> and that is because... You somehow it, always do this to yourself. Like, well, I know. You always do this to yourself. But it, it's... Cause, well, 
this is a unique case this time. Like this is a weird thing. <laughs> at, least, at least you played it. Like I would not want to. I it should be on my list. I should say that. But I'm I'm not. You played it, so you deserve. Yes, I, to say I it. played the game. Yeah. However, I did not get my hands on it until the 28th, and at this point, it was already on its sixth hot fix. Therefore, a sort of pretty much. Uh, disqualifying itself for 2020. Um, and and that's why it's disappointing. It was a complete hot mess. It still kind of is on my PlayStation Pro. Like I, I've said, I've put 60-something hours into it right now and I've had 18 or 19 crashes. About mm. aver- averaging a crash every three hours. Um, so, yeah, that's disappointing, especially since, you know, we've had literally eight years of hype for this game. And just, and yes, this was started development. I guess it was more pre-production in reality, and they started over since then, but we didn't know that. Um, yeah. So while, while this old gen was the next gen, literally, that was new. So they couldn't get the production of this game within one generation without it being a mess on that generation. And so, yeah, <laughs> it's completely disappointing. Um that said, I uh, I also enjoy it the most of anything else I've played this year. But it's, it's beside the point because it's still disappointing. Uh, I'm playing it, and it's this weird feeling that like, oh, uh, if I just if I had any. Patience. How much longer can I get before it kills my game? No, no I mean, not get a warning that. with your PlayStation goes like. I've started to sort of pay attention to that, and uh, I have limited crashes that way because. There's always times you can go to the menu and like just fiddle with stuff, and then it calms down a little bit. And there's really kind of, there's always a reason to do that because there is a lot of like RPG management and stuff in this game. Like you're crafting, you're you're, you're breaking stuff down constantly. Um, but it sounds like Yakuza, but Yakuza is not broken. No, it's it's not too similar to Yakuza. No, Yakuza like a like a dragon. Oh, like you're crafting, you're doing side missions, you're having fun with that game, but it yeah, doesn't no. crash on. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, no, but, uh, the game, it could have been like really, really good, but you know, hopefully it will be in like a year or so, but, um, yeah, that's my disappointment. It might be my, my game of the year for next year, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's disappointing for now, even though I like right. it. <laughs> Tony, you're disappointing. <clears throat> uh, kind of like what you were saying, Jim, about, um, Doom to Doom Eternal. Uh, mine, I believe, I meant to check this before we recorded, but I forgot to. Uh, one of my favorite games of, I believe, 2019, or was it 2018? Um, one of my favorite games by Capcom came out with Resident Evil oh, 2 Remake. Yes. Oh, uh, and that was, I'm yeah. pretty sure that made my top three that year, because mm-hmm. I was just praising the hell out of yeah, that. I was like, absolutely, it was such a surprise. Capcom back on top. Yeah. And to me, you know, in my, in my heart. Capcom went away. Fuck yeah. Capcom went away. Yeah. yeah, fuck Capcom went away. Uh, yeah. You know, they've released some other games, Mega Man 11 and stuff like that. So I opened my heart up to Capcom again. I opened my heart. <laughs> and inside that heart of mine, I have a soft spot for Resident Evil 2, 3, and 4. Those are like my favorite Resident Evil games. <laughs> other ones are, are good and stuff, but those three are like my holy trinity Resident Evil games. So when they're like, boom, Resident Evil 3 remake, I'm like, hell yeah, Resident Evil 2 remake was so good, guys can't wait for this and it just like it felt like the love and care and attention that they gave for resident evil 2 remake they just they just didn't bother with it with three like they just didn't bother with it and i will have to say 
I, I didn't even play this game because literally my brother, who's the biggest Resident Evil fan in the world that I know of, he's like, dude, don't play it. It's just, what, don't bother. Just, <laughs> you can watch me play it. I'll, I'll stream it or something like that. But like, seriously, just like, don't. It's so short. They, they cut content out of the story. Like, they literally were like, no, you don't need to do this part anymore. Uh, they didn't include like the mercenaries mode, which was one of my favorite parts of Resident Evil 3, where it's like kind of like a pseudo speedrunning type of thing where you're scored and stuff like that. And then they inserted this like multiplayer thing, which again, who is asking for Resident Evil multiplayer? Like honestly, who? Who, 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 who? Not me, not anybody I know. So to me, it was just like, and by the time like I found out about it, I already had it in the mail because I ordered, pre ordered it. And I just looked at it and I was like, nah. I can't do this to myself. I'll just, I'll just shelve it. And I was like, maybe, maybe around Halloween, I'll get in the mood. And then Halloween, I just totally forgot about it. So to me, sure. Resident Evil Three, just. And the thing is, I did w- eventually watch footage of it and stuff like that. I'm just like, mm, yeah, maybe, maybe this could have used some more time in the uh, the oven and stuff like that. Yeah, I Not... can definitely see how yeah. disappointing, especially after two was such a like amazing, amazing. like production of a amazing. Re- like, yeah, bringing it back. So amazing. Yeah, no, I get to. All right, uh, let's go to surprise. Um, surprising for me, um, it might be on somebody else's list later. Thirteen Sentinels. Uh, never would have played that game. Never even thought about playing that game until Tony recommended it like crazy. Uh, it's, it's so good. It, it's really a good game. Like I, I didn't make my top three, but it needed to be mentioned for me because it was that good. Like I really, I play. I blew through that game. Like I played a ton of it. Um, and you know, I it, I don't know. I was surprised at. I I guess the, it was the narrative, the way that the story mm-hmm. unfolded to the point where it's like. but they yeah. really like impressed me with how there's a whole full like grand prix mode uh create tracks you know, yourself you're unlocking new you know out- outfits for mario and new carts to race in uh the only disappointing thing about it is like it's not really multiplayer unless you have another switch and another car but um <laughs> but yeah no it's a lot of fun and it, it works so well with the uh augmented reality aspect of it and they, they it knows about the gates so like Flat, makes them a little flashier and 
uh, it makes you feel like you're going fast when you hit like a mushroom or uh, it makes you feel like you're getting spun out when you're hitting a, a banana. It's like it does a really good job of doing all that with an actual car. And it's like you want to look at the car that you're driving, <laughs> but then you look at the screen, you look at the car, you look at the screen. It's like it's, it's really cool. Yeah. So you're very I was very uh, pleasantly surprised by that. Cool. Cool. Uh, right, Mike. Well, my surprise will also show up kind of later in my list, but my surprise will be the uh, Game Pass release of Yakuza Zero for me. Nice. And it started something for this year, pretty much. Um, and it was a surprise for me because I, I didn't know what to expect. I've heard about it. I'm like, oh, this might be interesting. You know, and it's the type of thing I would only play because it's on Game Pass. So I did, and next thing I know, I'm kind of hooked into this ridiculous world of yakuza games uh because of this so and it, it it sort of colored my entire year um so yeah that was a big surprise that you know it's just unapologetically japanese and silly and uh, it's all over the place and kind of even old school in a way like it's not like you know cutting edge i think yakuza zero might have actually been like a upscaled version of like a old old gen game as well. It's not, it's not like new in any by any stretch. Uh, but uh, it, it just it caught my attention and it got me, and that was the surprise for me this year. Cool. All right, Tony. Oh God, I go with so many for surprises actually, because this year was a year of gaming for me um, yeah. due to COVID and stuff like that. If I had to narrow it down to one for a uh, surprise, it would definitely be Final Fantasy VII Remake, though, just because um, <clears throat> you know, again, just like Capcom, in my eyes, Square Enix has been in the shitter, especially when it comes to Final Fantasy, um, just because thirteen was a disaster. I mean, that's the only title they released that entire generation. Um, 14 was an MO, multiple which, you know, yeah, multiple 13s, uh, you know, 14, which, you know, is an MO, it's its own category and 15, as much as I appreciated it and I played it, um, you know, there, there were definitely a lot of shortcomings. So I was just like, nah, Square lost its magic. Final Fantasy is never going to be a big thing again. Um, but they proved me wrong with seven remake. Uh, and you know, I'll admit that because, you know, and for the longest time I was doubting it cause you know, the huge delay, like, first of all, they announced it years and years, I think at the first year of PlayStation four, or even, like the E3 was announced the PlayStation 4. I think uh, they like announced at the same like announcement that um Shenmue was coming or something. Or not or was it like before that? It was around the same time because they were like, whoa, what is this? Like what year? Again, is like, like yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but and then when it eventually got delayed and they're like they're they're pulling it in house, I was like, oh that's not a good sign to send the other thing. But mm-hmm. uh Summer Remake came and it it was really good. Great. Oh, yeah. Even I would say yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, if it, if, if it wasn't for me knowing it would, it's a remake, I would consider it uh, worthy uh, of Game of the Year. But just knowing that like it's this is just a third, really, of the overarching story, um, yeah. I just I just can't do it because I'm like, this is great, but this is, we're still like in the first 10% of that game, and there's so <laughs> much more to go, and there's so much more to see and do. So just like, you know, if you were able to have done all of it, which I know is unreasonable unreasonable without crunch um and, and even probably unrealistically possible even with crunch cyberpunk looking at you um uh, i'm still excited uh, for the future of that franchise and uh it definitely gave me the good nostalgia where it's like hey how'd you feel back in 1997 or eight or wh- whatever year it was released we're gonna make you feel that same way again so that's awesome <laughs> yeah that's good um yeah it'll be 
I made my list. Yeah, I figured. So. Yeah, I figured. Yep, yep. I'm very predictable this year, I think. <laughs> Played a lot of nostalgia on me. So, so we're getting the good All stuff, right. huh, Jim? Let's get into the list. Getting. My best of, our best of. Let's go with it. This is our top three, for those wondering. Uh, number three for me. A game that probably nobody thought would make a list for me, but it did. It's Hades. It's um, Hades. It was what? number three. Bill's, pro- Bill's probably screaming at my list right now. It should be number one. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I keep finding myself going back to playing more of like uh, just jumping in and playing around. And like I finished, I didn't finish it. I, I beat the game. I know uh, how you finish it. Uh, I don't have the time to put into that because I'm now I'm playing Yakuza like a lot. But um, uh, it's still such a great game. Like I don't know what it was like because it's definitely not my style. And I did. You know what it is? They had that easier mode to, you know, I failed. Make it accessible. Here's here's a little something more because you failed. You know, here's here you get a little bit stronger. You get a little bit stronger every time you fail, and you do that anyways in this game. That's the point of the game. Uh, so it just helped me get through it better. Um, whereas earlier, it didn't feel as punishing, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it was accessible for me, and Mm. I really enjoyed it. This is my point of making a game accessible that I want to play. Uh, you know, like I feel like I would love something similar to this in like a Bloodborne style game. Like I think I understand the brutalness of it, but there should be that little aspect for people like me that want to enjoy the game, but not be like the brutal hardcore people that are out there playing that game. So I don't know. I just I, I really enjoyed this game. And number three for me, um, only because the other two are higher you know we talked about <laughs> only because it's there's two better games i guess <laughs> <laughs> honestly like when i first put the list out hades was there and i, I rearranged it like, well a if few i'm times. gonna go next i'll just say hades is my number three also oh hades is my number three as well so we'll just all number like the the first thing that you go in there and it's like this is a, the one of the best looking games i've ever seen yeah. regardless of you know, the fact that it's 2D, well, it's like hand-drawn animation style looking, even though it's, you know, and it's just amazing to look at. Character designs are so cool. Uh, and, you know, that loop, like you're saying, Jim, you know, you have to fail to move forward. Um, it's like kind of one of those things where it's like, you know it's going to fail. You're just going to just try your best. And it's like, that's what roguelites are. But this game doesn't feel like you are, like, being punished because you you've made a mistake it makes you feel like all right that was good i can do better next time instead of like god damn it uh there are times that you do that but it's like they're not as severe uh in this game and again um with the way that the story progresses because of that it just enhances the whole experience i'm sure tony's got some similar things to say so i'll I'll let you talk tony yeah uh no i mean this is one of those games where like i feel like super giant finally through all their games and all their releases, for me... This is their best hit, game. Yeah, absolutely. No no doubt in my mind. Um, but it was one of those things where I always appreciated their games, like from, from the mm-hmm. art or the music, the voice act, the direction. Like, I could always be like, I love X and Y and Z about this game. But yeah. it just... There's always a little something that I was like, eh, it's not just, like, clicking with me or I'm just not connecting in a way that's more like, yeah, this is fun. But, like, not... not it's okay, you know? Or, like, 
to cite Mike. It's like, I don't hate it, but, you know, it's not like I'm, like, loving it or something like that. But the, Hades was finally this the culmination of all the things. And I think they even mentioned in an interview where, like, each game contributed a different lesson for them to learn, where they, they finally meshed all their, their narrative, their graphics, their voice acting, the music, the, the art style, uh, the gameplay system, and it all just, like, just came together. It, it coalesced yeah. perfectly. And for me, I love that in just that I could commit myself to this game. And, you know, Jim, like you said, like, don't worry, I love hard games, but I appreciate what this game did in the fact that you are supposed to fail. And the story progresses because you do fail. And and actually, yeah. I'm, I'm really interested to see somebody actually beat it in one go if it changes, like, responses and dialogue because it's like, uh, is wait it a possible second. though? Is it, is I, it, I don't it, know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, know. I don't even know if it I don't would know. be. <laughs> Yeah. So I want to look it up. I want to look into that. Um, but it just, you know, the the character of Zagreus and his interactions where it's like, you know what? I got killed, got in that blood pool, but you just got to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, try another run and stuff like that. So, and like what Corey was saying, most roguelikes, because I, I, I even enjoy roguelikes a lot, but it's one of those things where like you would get a run where like you're like, I'm going to beat it. This is finally, I'm going to do it. And then you just make one mistake or like the boss cheeses you or something like that. And you're like, fuck this, fuck that, like, and you don't get anything for it. You don't get anything for it. So it just makes you not want to play that again. Whereas Hades, even if you die, you still have progression of source. Either you're making yourself stronger through, like, the god mode buff, or you've collected materials that you can enhance your character with. So uh, just perfect way to do a roguelike. And like I said, just super awesome to see an indie title just really kick it up to a level where it was easily on that same stage as triple a hundred man studio games. Nope. Yeah, definitely. All right, Mike, number three. Now my number three is actually kind of similar. Um, it's going to be risk of rain two, which uh, came out in August of this year for consoles. Um, and, uh, you know, my f- <laughs> yeah, my friend, uh, turned me on. So he actually sent me the link. I think he was a gift. <laughs> I didn't even realize, but, um, and so, me and him and like he's in you know so we play online when we've been playing on on xbox like pretty much up until recently where we finally cooled off but again it's another kind of roguelike um you go around you get power-ups for monsters you kill with certain like there's like six to ten different characters and they all have different abilities and stuff and you get different power-ups and you can just stack and stack and stack and the numbers the game and depending on there's different ways to play you can sort of choose what what uh power-ups you get in certain modes or you just have to get what's there there's chests, there's money there's different ways to do it but basically and as you go on the game scales harder and harder and harder and you can loop infinitely or there's a few different spots where you can end the game by doing certain things and uh it's just we played it all together online and it's just an interesting thing where you can become a god if you like break the game the right way and then and after struggling with it for so much, it's so satisfying. But, uh, you know, also we, we sort of went to the brink where the game, like, barely works. But <laughs> uh, it, it's just an interesting game. and not something I normally would play, but, you know, my friend got me into it. And, um, yeah, it, it's something we played pretty consistently for, like, three, four months. So it's a big part yeah. of this big part of this year for me. And uh, there was a time where I was just like, yeah, let's find out. Let's do this again. Let's... Let's get that new, that new like uh, difficulty level. Let's keep going. Let's see how far we can go. So, it was a good thing, um, and yeah, a big part of this year for me. 
yeah, Hades was like that. I mean, just going back to that real quick was that run that I beat the game in. I was like, I'm not going to finish this game in this run. So I'm just going to go through, I'm going to farm what I need, restart, get strong, you know, get stronger. And like when I got past the Hydra, I was like, that was really easy. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I think I had a shot here. And so that's when I started to like get into playing it. And then, uh, oh yeah, it was a hell of a run. I, I was only playing to farm. And then when I, when I got through the Hydra without even like getting close to dying, I was like, wow, I, I'm rolling through this right now. Um, so yeah, I was like, okay, now it's time to get serious. Like I would see that's when I started getting natural bonuses, but yeah. So, all right. Uh, number two best of 2020 for me was Ori in the will of the lisp. Um, fantastic game. Another game that forgot that came out. My, <laughs> yeah, not 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 my style though, without a doubt. Like uh, this is the kind of game where I even in this game I loved it so much. Uh, it was visually so impressive. The stories I really want to know what was going on with the story. I was in areas in this game where they were asking me to do something. I'm like, I don't have the coordination anymore at my age to pull a move off like that. And so I was like, I'm ready to give up. And then, you know, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to keep working at it. And there's no easy mode in this game. This is what you get. Uh, and I, I pulled it off. Like I was like, holy shit, I got through it. And I finished the game. And it's one of those games where like, I, it obviously it's not super brutal, but it's like, okay, you got to jump off of here. You got to spin through this. You got to use all every throughout the entire part of the, throughout the game, they introduce more and more skills. And then you have to keep using every single ability you got to get through the next area. And it just keeps expanding, expanding, expanding like a Metroidvania. That's what it is. And I'm just not that good at those games, but I just kept playing this and gorgeous game, like absolutely gorgeous game. And the fact that like the switch version of it looks incredible on the switch yeah, too. Yeah, on the just, switch, yeah. 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 Um, but you know, it's, it's such, it was such a good game. I'm very happy that I yeah. sat down and played this one back in, I think it was just before I played final fantasy seven. Um, and, uh, it was, it was really good and I'm happy I didn't give up because story is very touching and, I, I, I'm not, you know, I don't know if I want to talk spoilers too much on here, uh, but it's not my kind of story, Corey, uh, ending, uh, but it worked so well that I just really enjoyed it. Um, that would be nice. that vague. So, yeah. no, yeah. I got you. Wait, did you yes. play this, Corey? So, no, no, uh, no, no. He knows. I know what he about. says. His kind. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I know. I know. I know. Exactly, no, I know exactly what he does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a spike. I hated the spike ending. We'll just go with that. But, uh, you know, of Cowboy Bebop. But yeah. I like this ending. So um, that was my number two. Corey, right. number two? My number two is Final Fantasy VII Remake. That game, okay. a lot of things that you had touched on, Tony, uh, saying like Echo, you know, you... The thing that impressed me the most is that... But basically, like, what you said, the opposite of what you said with Resident Evil 3 and how they did it with Resident Evil 2 is, like, yep. they took a, the, the, a game that we all know... And then they made it new for everyone yeah. that knew it, but also gave people who didn't know it that that story and gave them those characters and put you in positions that you haven't been before, but at the same time put you in spots that you have been before. And it's they, they did it in a way that we all imagined it as when yeah. we were playing as kids. Like when you see those CGI cutscenes and you see the, like, <laughs> the, 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 yeah. the child, yeah. whatever, what was that? Yeah, yeah, it's like, but now we're seeing it the way we thought. We, we thought like, that's how we yeah. imagined it, and that's how we remember it. And it's like, this is everything we ever wanted from the, this game, and it is their most, and not necessarily. I mean, it is 
their most popular game i, I would say yeah. even regardless of like what your favorite final fantasy is um which the best one it, this is still the number one game when people say final fantasy they think final fantasy 7 i would say like yeah. cloud and his and and sephiroth and their swords they're just iconic yeah. i mean you, you saw the not. response to when sephiroth was revealed yeah, the smash exactly. like it broke the internet again like, yeah and yeah. so these characters are just super iconic and to have them come back the nostalgia uh, it was it was really well done, and I cannot complain at all about like them trying to bring it back. It's not like because a lot of times it's like a cash grab. It's like oh, we'll just, we'll just do yeah, it. No, but not, here, yeah. and again, I think like to to the point that it is just a third of the game that is a factor of it, but it does feel like a complete game. Yeah, yeah. it's not like it's you've never played yeah. seven on PlayStation uh, before. You play this and like oh, I felt like this is a complete story and now we're going to get a sequel guys cliffhanger it's like no it's like this is a complete story i felt like i had a full game worth of content and everything yeah. i didn't feel yeah. gypped at all yeah just sure. uh mike your number two my number two um it's it's gonna be again uh and really all the two kiwami games i'll i'll bundle them all and layer together because that's all <laughs> i play them all um and yeah, you know, like I said before, um, I was surprised, obviously, with this game. Um, but yeah, there's just there's just so much content, even though you do end up in the same city over and over again, pretty much. <laughs> but you know, um, there's a lot to do. The I enjoy the fighting style, especially in Zero. Um, and uh, Kiwami had the, the Tiger Drop, which is actually infamous and infamously overpowered uh, counter <laughs> that you can do in this game. Um, and then the side missions and stuff, and you know, you can you know, run a cabaret, you can be a real estate agent, and then later on you're doing other stuff, um, or you can join like an underground fighting ring, or you can go and just play Virtua Fighter 2, 2 through 4, in the uh, the arcades there, uh, which is great too, like fully the game, um, well, the arcade version. And, uh, or you can call up girls at a, or race remote cars, or there's so many ridiculous things to do in these games, and there's just so much you can do, and it's just funny. It's a funny game. It just has such a sense of humor with all the side missions. And the main stories are pretty serious and, like, you know, big twists and turns. They also fall apart if you really, really, like, try to pick them apart, but you don't want to do that. You just want to go for the characters and, like, the Everything's so over-the-top. Everything's over the top. You shouldn't be taking it too seriously yeah. as it is. It's just kind of I like, mean, yeah. They, they do take, they definitely take their main story seriously, but it's, sure. it's still kind of silly if you really think about anything for too hard, too long. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's just good. And uh, it's just, I'm just so glad that I got into this. And now I have like this whole series that I can be a fan of and just get, you know, more of this like stuff. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. I'm really so proud of you that you like, stepped out of your comfort. No, no, no. I don't even mean that like in a bad way. I'm just so like when you whatever earlier this year like I started playing Yakuza. I was like, I was like flabbergasted. I'm like, wait, what? You're playing Yakuza because I know like you know just like your your preferences and stuff. Like I was like, I don't know if you're gonna like this man, but good for you. And like you just kept on going. I was like, good for Mike. Just like step out of that comfort zone, finding like a new new passion, new love. Well, I mean, and that's it's kind of like that's part of it too. Like it's just like it's very Japanese in a way where it's like. Like, I don't really understand, like, this stuff, but it's fun. That way. <laughs> yeah, it's like, fun. I, I don't understand all these, like, suffixes and prefixes they use because I don't listen to, like, you know, <laughs> Japanese translations regularly. But, like, 
I'm trying to understand it now. I'm like, I still don't even understand how names work, really. Yeah. <laughs> They're like reverse, but not quite. It's not quite that simple. Eh, whatever. It's just fun. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I got into that. And that was, again, that was a big part of the first half of my year. And even until now, I got I played the spinoff on another system, even though that didn't come out this year. Yeah. But yeah, it's good stuff. Cool. All right, Tony, number two. Number two for me is a game that, in an average year, probably wouldn't rank. But because this was COVID year, uh, this game allowed me to connect with a lot of friends uh, all over the world. And, and that's going to be Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, yeah. You know, it's a slice of life. And, and honestly, it's just like I was talking about Haze and Supergiant. It coalesced. Like, I would just want to say that Animal Crossing, I think, because this was supposed to come out last year. I remember people were so disappointed and so upset. Uh, but, you know, not rioting or anything like that. When Nintendo's like, guys, we got to push this out till next year. We're really sorry, but we don't want to burn out our developers. We don't want to rely on Crunch because the game's just not going to be a good product that way. So I know a lot of people are super disappointed in that. But it turns out maybe it was like for the better because it came out right at the beginning of quarantine. And it really gave people an opportunity to just like, here's a time sink get away from like the stresses, the anxieties and the pressures of real world. You want to hang out with your friends, you can do it. Like, Hey, come over to my Island or I'll come over to your Island and you can, you know, hang out and just do goofy stuff. There's no goal in the game. There's no point. In the no, game. the no, whole thing yeah. is you are making your own fun, whether it's decorating, whether it's collecting, just hanging out, uh, wearing clothes, making different outfits, uh, just finding your, your own village, like your favorite villagers was its own adventure. Um, and it was one of those rare cases where just it became like the cultural zeitgeist for the year. I mean, we saw like even towards the end of the year, like freaking uh, Joe Biden had his own island for the campaign because it was like, hey, come to Biden Island and stuff like that. Uh, and, you know, just the customization. And I mean, even uh, Gary Witta created his talk show. Um, yeah, that's right. Whatever that I, I, I remember seeing on Twitter where he yeah. had guest stars. Uh, coming on his show, <laughs> visiting his island, and they did that. So it was just really clever, and it just allowed uh, people to connect in a way that, you know, we were missing this year and stuff like that. So easily yeah. sunk, like, I think, last I looked, it was, like, 200 hours or something like that, uh, sunk throughout the year. And it was just, it was nice because it was, like, good, wholesome, like, nothing bad ever happened on this island. It just, you, you know, when you log in, you're just in for good times, relaxing music, and just... You know, hang out with your friends, either it's your animal ones or your real life ones, stuff like that. So, nice. Got to give it yeah. credit where it's due. Yep. All right, and that's what I'm doing with my number one pick because you guys have listed it, you have been surprised by it, but you haven't given it number one, and it deserves number one. And I will tell you why it deserves number one. <laughs> let me let me give you a tell of of two games. Two games in development hell for five years. Five cold dark years one of those games climbs out of the ashes of hell the other one is still being spiraled downward and trying to get patched final fantasy 7 remake was a train wreck i thought waiting to happen and they made a game that not only tapped into the nostalgia that we loved of final fantasy 7 but it it was a functional game it looked incredible and also improved upon i think it, it it gave us a new story it, it gave us it gave, oh my god it's it was so surprising how good that game was um that it's my number one game and again it's more it's more amplified by the fact that we had another game come out this year that was in five years of development hell 
and it's a shit show. Uh, and like, seriously, like I did not expect yeah. Final Fantasy VII to yeah. be a good game after all the shit they went through. Yeah. So, number one game, no question about it. Not not only because it's like one of my favorite franchises, like favorite games of all time, Final Fantasy VII, um, but because like it, you know, it, it brought us back to that world. And while it had again, nostalgia is my theme of the night, apparently. Um, but then it even like took that story. You're like, wait, this. This didn't go this. This didn't go this way. And then you're like, oh, okay, we got curveballs coming here. And I just love. And even like the ending, your ending, you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. What's so, gonna happen uh, next? You know. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I just yeah. It, and it looked so good. And it ran. I mean, it, it is. It, if you go back and look at Final Fantasy VII, you're like, I don't remember it looking as bad as it did because in your head you you pictured it this way right. oh, this yeah. is how you saw that game and they encapsulated that in this game and it it, it was just incredible yeah. so my number one game no question yeah no i'm, I'm super excited about uh the next one and it's one of the things where i'm saving a replay probably like the year leading up to remake part two and hopefully playing it on mm. uh, ps5 with enhancements or something like that because oh, i mean yeah. don't get me wrong it looks it looks amazing but there are some parts i don't know you know where like some textures you look at it and you're like you look like it's a little yeah. jank here and <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, it's a little jank and stuff like that. <laughs> the, 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 yeah. the city, yeah, the city yeah. areas. You're like, oh, they didn't. Run, they ran out of some funding there. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Um, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to the sequel. Uh, yeah. All right, so Corey, Boy. you're number one. Well, if Tabletop Simulator came out this year, it would absolutely <laughs> yes, be yes. my number one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just want to throw it out there that I spent more time in Tabletop Simulator this year. I do way more board gaming. Uh, this year online than I ever thought would ever be possible. Uh, so I actually haven't played as many video games as you guys. I was definitely more on the board game side of things and using Tabletop Simulator. So I just want to shout that out, Tabletop Simulator. But my number one game of this year is The Last of Us 2. And, uh, I'm not surprised. I mean, if you do, if you weren't ranting during Discord, like, I'm like, he loved the game. Like, there's no question. Like, it, it has to fit for a certain people's yeah. story, and it must have clicked. It, it, it clicked absolutely, I can, like, it is a very polarizing game i could see yeah, yeah. there is i don't see a middle ground with this game like there is either you like it like a lot Love or it. you hate Love it, it. Yeah. with absolute passion like there's <laughs> no middle ground with this game because of the narrative that they what? took it, the, and the the story yeah what they're telling yeah you. yeah no and the thing is the gameplay is a vast improvement over the first one like I didn't realize how much of an improvement it was. I was like, oh, this is just more of the same. But like, there are way better. This is a way better feeling uh, game than the first one. Uh, you have more things you can do. The interactions are way more dynamic. I know that a lot of complaints were like, you know, humans, zombies, humans, zombies, and you do have that it, narratively. It makes more sense. But you do have moments where they are both there, and you can use them to your advantage to get around things. And the stealth parts uh, don't feel like punishing uh and the fact that there's a lot of sequences you can just run through you don't actually have to you know play through them if you don't want to and you can just like get a clicker to go and kill the soldiers that are bothering you or whatever it's it's great in that sense there's a lot of a lot of narrative aspects that are very disturbing for people uh and this is a like this is a revenge story it's this game is about yeah. hate essentially and how that is consuming and uh what that basically what the, what that costs you and the uh, the consequences of your actions when you let hate take over your emotions and your in your life and so the narrative part of it is just 
it blew my mind essentially uh, excuse me what? yeah go <laughs> of course <laughs> yeah. of course on my turn yeah. uh, my kid yeah. just wakes up and comes over but no so like the last of us i really really like i know i mentioned it before like the this game has made me feel things like and made me come to face things that i did not expect a video game to to have you face or come uh and confront uh and the fact that you do have to worry about like like there is like a moment in the game that I think you know that the leaks caused a lot of issues because you learn things that you're like oh this is ridiculous and whatever I never got spoiled on anything so me being not spoiled on anything any of that stuff actually I definitely think helped a lot because I didn't have pre conceptions of what this game was going to be and I just was able to go into it and see what the story they were going to tell and it is not the story I wanted for these characters for sure I I like the first game is still on another level. It, this game is not there. And the way that ends, I definitely think that my assumptions were not met, obviously. I don't think that this game could ever achieve that because what I wanted for these characters and how they were going to you know, grow and become you know, whatever they do was not what happens here. But I appreciate that this was that what they wanted. And I like that I got a story that I could go through and, and enjoy. And again, it is just fully, fully a revenge, hate, 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 yeah. hate, hate, everything, hate, hate. And it is one of the most gruesome. And yet, because of all that, like, violence and gruesome parts of the game, there are moments when you have, like, that levity or the taking, the like, a breath and calm moments where you're having a few flashbacks here and there. It's just those moments are enhanced because of all that. For me, and they hit me a lot harder because of the things that you experience uh, before that or after that. And uh, so, yeah, I, I think this game deserves every accolade it got, and also understand every. Well, they hate of, it got. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, and I don't think if you were spoiled on things and you did not like what you heard, I don't think this is a game for you, and, and that's fine. I don't see why. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. I, I don't appreciate people pushing the, their agenda on you, and I don't think like you should be swayed because someone says this game is terrible. Like if this is something that you might enjoy, like give it a shot. Like, I don't, I don't think that, you know, you should go yeah. either way, but yeah, if you've seen it already in the spoils, it's yeah, it might not be for you. And that's fine. Cause it, yeah. it is its own thing. Like I said, it's a love. Hate. Not every no... game is for everybody. So, yep. no. but yeah, oh, I, I definitely never felt things like this. It is crazy. Yeah. All right. Mike, number one. Uh, my game of the year, um, it's a little bit safe, I guess. It would be Ghost of Tsushima. Or Tsushima. There we go. Tsushima. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's it was just... Functionally, it's you know another open-world action game, which is kind of up my alley. I like those games in general. Uh, but, you know, it, it had this, a style that we haven't seen before. And you don't really, like... You never really get like a game like this where you just... You're a swordsman. You're a, you're a samurai. Like you stick with that sword, and that's what you have the whole time, pretty much. Now there's other tools at your disposal, but basically you're a swordsman the whole time. And uh, yeah. so that was interesting. I found the combat quite fun, if not a little easy. Um, but really, it's a, just a striking world. This this J Japanese samurai time period that we have surprisingly little of in games. Um, and you know the art style is just crazy in this game. And uh, it was just, you know, 
it gave you it ticked all the boxes really uh you had your stealth you had your your action you had a few different ways that to fight there was the the showdown thing the standoff and then there's also the the duels which i prefer the duels i think the duels were the best part of the, the uh, action in the game even though it's kind of like a restricted version of the oh, really? combat. Yeah. Actually, I actually didn't like the duels. That, you know, I mean, like, the, fir- the first I couple like... were cool, but then, like, by the end, I'm like, yeah. why am I even bothering with this dude? Like, I could just kill I just, one shot. We, that's what we were... We were yeah, from a narrative. Yeah. From, from my point of view, it's like, I don't even want to take, take my time with duels, because I'm like, if I fuck up the button press, I'm like, i just go kill these guys instead. Because no, they can really screw you. Not, not that. Not that. That's the... Oh, uh, the other duels. Like the, 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 sorry, the, the duels, oh, the, one, okay, okay. the one-on-one, they're kind of like the boss battles. Like I yeah, enjoy I them, in this, but they are—they are basically like a more constrained version of the typical yeah. combat. But no, I found them the most interesting, really. Um, okay. You know, it, it was a good story. It had an interesting ending where you can sort of have a little agency there, and uh, and I haven't even touched the multiplayer stuff, but apparently it's good. So I'm considering that too, <laughs> as. The factor where it's just a complete package it's a very solid game and um cool. you know yeah. it's most really the most complete like big game i that think that came out this this year other than last of us 2 which i wasn't interested in playing <laughs> yeah cool all right tony yeah uh for me no surprise uh if you've been paying attention to podcasts but for me this is one of those games where uh, the narrative, and it's already been mentioned on the podcast, so I'll just say it, but 13 <laughs> Sentinels just had yeah. this amazing story where, uh, again, I'll repeat myself, but like, uh, it's hard for me to imagine how you would even go about doing this in any other medium. Like, well, my all. whole thing is like, how do you how do you plot this out? Like the the storyboard. Yeah. You just how do you how do you like, even plan? It, it's just so crazy to think about in, in terms of complexity, but but also just how you're connecting these things and and anybody who's listened to our podcast for for a couple of years now you know how much like we talk about like sticking the landing and how if you don't naturally build up your stories and your characters to come to conclusions and and whatnot it, it just messes things up from from game of thrones to uh in my opinion you know rise of skywalker um i'm sure i'm missing a couple other things it's just it just ruins your experience in terms of like Man, like how hard is we even asked this question? Like how hard is it to write an ending, like a satisfactory ending? Yeah, yeah. Uh, to these things and stuff like that, and somehow this game has a story where you're just—it's literally like an onion. We're like, okay, like here's the premise. Okay, cool. And you peel that layer off, and there's another one. And no. You're like, huh? It, okay, so this is about time travel. It's, and you it's Ava. It. It's Ava meets Inception almost, like the yeah. rabbit hole. Like it, it yeah. is like. In, yeah, that's in, exactly in depth, it. Keep going deeper and deeper and deeper. Right, Inception, we got to go deeper. We yeah, got to go, go deeper. And, exactly. And that's, that's what it is. And like even from like I know the theme of tonight is a lot of nostalgia for us, but this game has that where like I feel like there were so many sci-fi references from from uh, oh, yeah. Terminator yeah. to Pacific Rim to Evangelion to uh, Godzilla, um, The Matrix. You know, this they had so many things. It's like oh, this is really cool because it's like a love letter, but not like a you know necessarily in your face kind of thing no but yeah. again just the way that like it, and it's not just like a, a linear like a to z story either it's like hey you have x amount of characters right now pick one uh and then it's like it opens up and then it opens up again you're like holy crap and depending on the the way you do it you learn things about the universe and the story that you may not learn that somebody else picked a different path so it's really interesting because i remember jim when you were playing with it you're like 
I just got to this thing. I'm like, I wonder if Jim knows this, but I'm not going to say it because I don't want to be. Like, you don't know. You yeah, don't know what I don't know. Right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And stuff like that. Yeah. But it, it's it's perfect in the, in the way that every time they end one of those chapters, the characters are like, they they drop like that little morsel where you're like, oh yeah. I want to continue this story, but at the same it's time, the, like it's the Netflix binge. It's right, it's right there at the end the of Netflix every story. Thing. Yeah, it's it makes like it the hook. Yeah. Uh, so it's just awesome, and I mean, the main writer is is the Vanillaware artist. It's Georgia Kamatani, I think his name is. So like, what the heck? You do like you're this professional grade level <laughs> artist, but also you're an amazing story writer. Like, what what the heck have you been doing for all these years? Like, <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. I, I'm so excited to see what happens next, and. Uh, I'm just happy that, um, you know, it seems to be a, a success story because it's one of those games, like, it's a visual novel. You're like, eh, you know, it's not really that popular, especially on a platform with PS4. You're like, you know, people these days is like, ah, oh, is it AAA? Is it Big Bang? Is it Call of Duty? This, that, yeah, but, you know, yeah. It's, it. I mean, like, the only thing you could say negative about the game, not even, for me, this is not a negative, but for some people, it's like, when you finish the game, you have to finish the game. Like, yeah. you have to finish it. Uh, there's no like okay this is what's left it's you're you're done when you're done yep. essentially so um, yep so I, I mean that's the only drawback I've heard people say but I for me that's awesome it's like it's complete you know what I mean like I don't have to oh did I miss an ending I did yep. miss one little but thank you Tony for the heads up on that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> it's one of the things you like so, you don't even know like wait a second that wasn't there before yeah yeah, yeah. so cool all right. Uh, I think that's going to wrap up 528, the best of 2020, guys. We are now into 2021. Uh, I think we've got <clears> – is it most anticipated left? Or did we do, no, we did that one. No, we did no, bold we predictions. So we got mm-hmm. most, most anticipated is coming up. Uh, so tune into that. I think that it should be next week. Um, Maybe. I'm, we I'm could just listen to last year's and we'll be good. with. The... <laughs> I, my, my, problem, my problem for next week is I'll be working on a lot of stuff in the, in the new house. So yeah. I, I – Congrats, uh, so thank you thank you yeah thanks for tuning in guys you can write us all you can at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter you can like us on facebook if you're watching this on youtube hit that subscribe and like button we'll keep you guys updated see you guys next week that's it